you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. Happy day after Thanksgiving. It's Friday, November 25th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. We're here. Thanks. We ate. We stuffed. We our faces. We drank. Yep. We, we drank. watched a lot of football. <laughs> we yeah, drink. absolutely. Oh How did it feel uh, last night around second half? We've already had a full marathon. Our first Thanksgiving home as a non-player. How was uh-huh. it? It felt fine. I, I had a bottle of wine myself, so yep. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I don't have practice today. That's a yep. nice feeling. But I was up late, and now I'm here early with you guys. You <laughs> seem very on point. I don't, don't want to say great about that, but we're here. We're going to have a blast. Let's do it. Absolutely. That's great. Who had the better day of the two McCordys? Let's find out. Yeah. Let's go to Spicy. Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the Patriots visit the Vikings in a highly hyped game. Mac Jones put up big numbers in this game, but they lost. How about that? Former player and coach Kevin O'Connell, third-round pick back in 08, and just shakes his hand of his former head coach. It's pretty cool. The Vikings win 33-26. to Bounce-back win, though, for the Vikings after a brutal outing against Dallas last week. But they made their Thanksgiving worth it. Jason, what would you like about the Purple? They played really well, but I think on top of that, when you get ready, and Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett, they talked about it all night. When you're going against a Bill Belichick defense, he usually makes you play with one arm tied behind your back mm. because he takes away your most dangerous threat. And we all know for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson is the guy. So going into the game, I'm just like, they're going to double him for a majority of the night. They're not going to allow Whoa. him to get loose. That was not the case. And Jefferson said in the beginning of the season, he understood how Cooper Cup was able to have so much success in Kevin O'Connell's offense. He moves around, he gets the ball, 11 targets, 9 catches, 130. 
39 mm. yards. Mm. But I was more surprised. The Patriots doubled him a little bit on third down. The Patriots had three defenders following Justin Jefferson as he's going across the field, which left Thielen one-on-one with Jalen Mills, and he makes the catch. But the Patriots doubled him a few times on third down, but a lot of it was one-on-one coverage, and you just cannot play Justin Jefferson that way. And he showed it last night. If you leave me one-on-one, Kirk Cousins is going to give him an opportunity, and he's going to make play Mm. after play and kill you, and he did that last night. It was a bizarre game in a lot of ways. I'm watching the the Patriots' defense and special teams held the Jets to three points last week. They won it on the Marcus Jones punt return. And then you fast forward three days, you're like, all right, Kevin O'Connell, first-year coach, hasn't really been through the adversity yet, short week. Then you got Bill Belichick, who's sitting there like, hmm, what do you got for me? And early on, Patriots are rolling. Defense and special teams killed the Patriots last night. If you're watching this game and you're looking at it, you're like, well, talk about the catch, talk about the play with Hunter Henry. Patriots gave this game away in a lot of ways. I know a lot of Patriots fans thought that number 30, C.J. Ham had a hold on this return. You're not going to get that necessarily. It didn't happen. Then Pierre Strong, who's the player, I'm sorry, not Marcus Jones, we said Pierre Strong is the one who had the roughing the punter at the end of the game. And if they had just stayed away completely and not even gone near the punter, you get Mac Jones a chance. Instead, the Vikings get a game-winning touchdown. I thought Mac played well. I thought that a lot of the offensive players we haven't seen much from, Hunter Henry, Aguilar, they played well. Patriots special teams and defense to me lost this game. And yes, the Vikings deserve a pat in the back and they got off the mat and all that. And we'll do all that today, I promise you. But for the Patriots, you now have four games left against AFC teams where it's two against Buffalo, one against Miami, and one against Cincinnati. Mm. Those are all must wins now. They haven't played well against good quarterbacks. Mm. They have not played good, but you know what? I haven't played that bad all season. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. That was something. Defense couldn't stop Cousins, and then the special teams was a complete non-factor. If anything, it was a huge negative yesterday. I yelled at my son yesterday really loud. Why? Just being a jerk, not listening, (laughs) terrible attitude. He left me no choice. Like, I tried, and I tried, and I tried. It was on the front yard. I just screamed at him. I didn't didn't relish it, but he left me no choice. And I I just look at the Vikings. I said last week, I don't want to talk to you. I don't look at you. Go to your room. Get out of here. You disappointed Mm -hmm. me so badly. I love you. I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. And then I feel like yesterday, like, you hear their door open you know they're up in their room and they're like dad you know they're like they're back here in the room (laughs) and you hear that door open dad yeah Yeah." and they come down and they like they got a letter they wrote a letter i thought about what i did wrong (laughs) all right sit down sit down you got a drink sit down and it's like i know what i did wrong against the cowboys was not acceptable (laughs) And I promise it will never happen again. And you're like, just get I love you. I love you. Get over Come here. On, I love you, kid. Here. And I do love the Vikings. And that was, listen, the headline here, guys, is that the Vikings won a game in primetime against Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins won. True. And I almost swore. Everything Justin Jefferson does is not because Justin Jefferson is the greatest player ever. Sometimes the ball is really well placed. Nobody can ever mention Cousins. Oh, my God, Jefferson, Jefferson. Je- he played well last night. He didn't play perfect. He beat Bill Belichick in prime time on a national holiday, and it's like, those are the rules, guys. If you want to make fun of him when he can't do it, you have to at least take two seconds to say, you know what, Kirk, good job, man. Really good job. You guys needed that, that catch. win. You got that win. Never mind the catch, Peter. Shut up about the catch. Fine, Cousins, what Shut up. He was a great throw by Cousins. I'm really, I'm happy for the Vikings. They needed that really bad, and they got it at home, and they're eating the turkey legs, yep. not somebody else. I'm pleased with them. They're back in good graces. You can play with your toys. I'm very pleased. Welcome back. I was a little hard on you, but that's Okay. What about Calvin? Is he back in your good graces? It, two seconds later. Two we're, seconds. we're hugging. Yeah. We're sharing pie. I, I love the kids so much, but he pushed me. Absolutely. He Listen, pushed me. For, any, for any fan of any team, like if you want just to make sure every day you have like this positive spin and dose on your team, just make sure to go to Twitter and follow your team's communication.
communications team. Like Vikings PR, they just throw out stat after stat. Like <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, this history book. Uh, Justin Jefferson, now he's matching Adam Thielen with his number of catches so far. And it's like, that's just such a healthy dose. And I really appreciate that. But there is the catch 22 here, which is mm. giving up 26 points to the New England Patriots team. Vikings offense looks spectacular. Kirk Cousins played awesome. One of my friends, Phil Mackey, who covers the team, like he's got this whole Kirko chains thing going, which like sure. Kirk Cousins arrived at the stadium, went to the locker room at halftime. Second half, Kirko chains came out and then really spun the Vikings offense in a different direction. But I got to focus on the defense because I have a tepid optimism for the Vikings coming okay. after this game, which is I don't forget, maybe Kyle does, but I don't forget the fact that they gave up 30 points to the Cowboys last week. In fact, the Vikings defense, if you want to be a team that we are taking seriously in January because you can't just be your grandmother's Vikings team. We're like, congratulations! You won on Thanksgiving because that is the Vikings of the past. Do you want to change your tune? Do you want to change how people view you in primetime? You can't just win on Thanksgiving in primetime. you got to win on primetime in January. So defense, figure things out. Props to the offense and Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, but like, it's been a challenging, I'm not going to say rough, challenging mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. I think if there is a place of improvement, it would be the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. Final drive. Mac Jones is there. Let's go. Vikings defense puts the clamps down. Isn't that what you need? Yeah, but you but, Vikings fans are so tough to please. No, I don't want to. I want to be. I want to see them and be pleased by them in January. That's all. And like, I know it's not sustainable to be like that, but they had been playing like even keeled football yeah. on both sides of the ball up until the last three weeks, and the defense has been really challenged. Mm-hmm. So, and Mac Jones like had a great game, yeah. but like, can you imagine if Hunter Henry was eating the turkey leg in their stadium? Is to come on, Thank right? God. And we're Thank not God. that far off from it. I know, not that far off. From but it. they didn't have it. They did not. Thank God. Josh Allen, he's 2-0 going into Thanksgiving Day games. He's looking to go to a 3-0. Two wins in five days in Ford Field, a bizarre stat, a bizarre season, and yet they find their way into the win column. A lot of questions about Dan Campbell's clock management at the end of this game. No questions about Josh Allen's performance. And also, unfortunately, not such great news about Vaughn Miller. Jamie, take it away. Well, Ian Rapport is going to join us now because that's a big name. That's a heavy presence being carted off the field on Thanksgiving. As Peter said, not a sight you want to see. What is the news about Vaughn Miller this morning as we wake up with some Thanksgiving turkey hangover, Ian? Yeah, for the Buffalo Bills, there was a lot to like today, a lot of a lot of like yesterday, a lot of optimism, but certainly the Von Miller potential injury really hovered over everything and it seemed clouded some of the optimism. First of all, here's what we know based on the initial exam, it was diagnosed as a knee sprain. So heading into the MRI today, the belief is that Von Miller has a sprained knee, which if the MRI holds, if the MRI confirms that, that would be very good news. He is expected to miss some time, which is not great news, but consider they have more than a month and a half to go until the season. There's the wild card. They have 81 days until the Super Bowl. This is a team that has certainly Super Bowl aspirations, so if Von Miller does have to miss some time, which again is expected, and is able to come back, that would be okay. The real worry here is that there's something worse, and no one is going to know until the MRI, and again, the initial exam is that it was a knee sprain, but there is some some fear, some worry from those involved that the MRI could show something worse. We have seen that happen where they think it's one thing on the initial, then the MRI shows something different. So a lot of fingers crossed in Buffalo on the very, very important test that Von Miller is going to have later today.
All right, Ian, thank you very much. Again, a reminder, the Bills, they're coming off a very strange travel and game schedule week, and now they have three games straight within the division. Jason, I'll start with you. Von Miller, not only his impact within this defense, but the locker room, his presence. I mean, how does a team handle something like this, and how does, from an X's and O's standpoint even? It's tough, and I'll start with the emotion side of it. When you're watching that game and you're on that team and you watch Von Miller on the back of that cart, like your mind starts to go all type of places. And from an X and O standpoint, of course, he's one of the best pass rushers to be in this game, so they're going to miss him. But it's so much bigger than that. He's a leader on the team, and like Ian just talked about, if it's a knee sprain, they'll be okay. He'll have a few weeks off, he'll be back, but his presence will still be felt. He'll be in the building every single day. He'll be in meetings every single day. The tough thing is when you lose guys for seasons and the surgery and it's a whole road to recovery, those guys aren't around. You don't have their presence on the sideline. You don't have them in the meeting room keeping everybody together. The don't blinks and those sayings that go on and on throughout the course of a game. So they're going to have to adjust. Stephon Diggs said after the game like we have to just roll with the punches and that's an NFL season. Mm -hmm. Good teams figure it out. They find ways to make moves and do different things to replace guys and keep it going. But a guy like Von Miller, I mean mm. we saw the impact he had last year with the Rams and what he's done so far with the Bills this year is you can't replace him. He's also been the closer for them. In the game against the Chiefs it was Von Miller who made the big play. In other games it's Von Miller in the fourth quarter making the big play. So I think on, a, on the field it's a huge deal too. But you know the, the leadership stuff is all very real and very tangible. You hear it from the Bills players all the time, but I think he is one of the best pass rushers in the game, and he's also in those big spots in the fourth quarter. One of the clutchest players. So this has been such a roller coaster season for the Buffalo Bills. They've been through so much adversity. Going back to the summer, I think this is just another thing. And when you win these Super Bowls at the end of it, you look back and say, yeah, and remember Thanksgiving, we lost Vaughn Miller and we overcame. If anything, they need to rally around each other and rally around him. He's the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the team, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they look at him as this wise two-time mm -hmm. Super Bowl winner when they don't have that on the team. Vaughn has this thing he's done all season where he looks at every week on the schedule like a track on an album and they they make a metaphor out of it and they look at him and remember they they had lost two in a row they lost to the Jets and they had lost that crazy game to the Vikings and Vaughn afterwards was like guys we're six and three we're fine like we're fine they've won two in a row since I think Vaughn himself would say about the Vaughn injury guys we're fine we're eight and three we're gonna be okay plus like we're talking right now like he's out for the season like, it's a knee sprain we'll find out like maybe he misses a few weeks maybe he misses a month maybe they get him back we don't know they have a week they have a week before they face the Patriots and yeah, I can't speak to, like, from a game planning perspective, you know, like, in those coaches, you're just going to have to rely on the fact that they can shore things up over the next week. But I find these divisional games weigh heavy on the Bills, considering that they lost to the Dolphins earlier this season. But I think a lot of maturity is going to have to be sewn together by a lot of other guys on this mm -hmm. team now. And you're hoping that thus far, Von Miller has kind of shown mm -hmm. them the way because he can be present in the locker room. He can be present on the sidelines. But, like, you need a guy that's on the field when you're between the hashes yelling at each other. Who's going to become that guy to lift each other up? Von Miller himself would probably say, guys, chill. Right. chill. Everybody Eight, chill. Three, You're fine. We'll right. figure it out. That's what yesterday is about. You're with family. You're having fun. That's chill. About chill. Having a good time. <laughs> Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys were chilling. They're in Dallas. Dallas Cowboys figuring out a way to get it done. They beat the Giants 28 to 20. The Cowboys were a nice little Thanksgiving treat yesterday. They have some big holiday games coming up this season, but takeaways from a important divisional win over the Giants, Peter. Dak threw two interceptions early, and Party is watching this like, all right, like, what is this team? I don't know what to believe because the Vikings game, they're on fire, and then they come out of the gate slow, and then Dak just gets it going and gets it going. And I saw Aaron Andrews was interviewing Dak Prescott after mm -hmm. the game, and, you know, he gets the Madden game, uh, player of the game, and a lot of people were like, wait, he threw the two picks. Dak was really good yesterday. Dak was really good again, and he's always good against the Giants. Yep. It is so rare to see one quarterback just absolutely own another team 
This is something. He's got a 10-game winning streak. He lost his first two games against the Giants in his career. 10-game winning streak against the New York Giants. You're looking at names Staubach, Kilmer, Jaworski, the longest win streaks versus the Giants. It's a real thing, and it's almost like he sees that opposing uniform and he has no fear and he plays loose. Even after two interceptions, he's able to find it and get it together. I thought Dak was excellent yesterday when it mattered, and that's what I want to see. I don't care about the wins in October or September. I don't care about the first quarter stats. How was Dak in the second half? Dak was great in the second half. Finding CeeDee Lamb finding Michael Gallup, having a real confidence. He was the player of the game yesterday. It was his game to win, and he did. I think that that streak you're talking about is way more meaningful than the Patriots over the Jets streak because that Patriots over the Jets streak goes over many players and many coaches, mm. many errors. This is all now. <laughs> a lot of these guys on the Giants have been on the receiving end of those losses yeah. from Dak. Like, this is not some guys before we got here. That many in a row, and I, I would just look at Daniel Jones and be like, man, this was your day to do something about it. As, as exciting as Dak was in the second half, Daniel Jones was really deflating. And I don't take any pleasure day after Thanksgiving being like, come on, Daniel Jones. But come on, Daniel Jones. That fourth and short, like, that is the throw that gets you to the playoffs or not. That's how you end the streak. And Saquon's right there. And if he catches it, he's down the sideline. Like, not just the first down. Like, he's off and running. And this is how seasons come apart. You lose last week to the Lions, and then you miss a throw on a fourth and short to your best player, and you just have to hit. And Daniel Jones has had this great season this year in the sense that, like, he's been a cool story, and people root against him, and he's bad last week, bad in the second half this week. And, like, we we were worried as a table, did the balloon burst on this New York Giants season last week? They showed up yesterday, and they fought, and they competed. I just wanted to see a few more plays from Daniel Jones, but Dak made them because that's what he does. And if you're the Giants, you're Jones, you're like, enough of this, Dak. We have to break the streak. They couldn't. They didn't. And I'm worried about the Giants moving forward it yeah. sucks yeah it was like a, a game of two halves you look at like you said Dak throwing the two interceptions and you mentioned Michael Gallup there was a few passes to him where he was blanketed and he came down with the ball but I felt like what sparked him a little bit too in that second half was C.D. Lamb when you're making some of the catches that he was making the circus catches one hand coming down with the ball had to reverse here early in the game and there's been so much Odell Beckham Jr. talk throughout the last few weeks and yes they could use him and I felt like C.D. Lamb yesterday was just like don't forget about me I'm the number one receiver on no this doubt. team, and I can no, be no that, doubt. and I can produce for us week in and week out. That one-hand catch on the sideline with the pass interference, and he's looking at Darnay Holmes after the plane. is just like, you're too small. Ooh. Like, that's the attitude of a Cowboys star receiver. 88. And he showed up yesterday. Yeah. 88 on Michael Thanksgiving, Evan. and those throwback uniforms with the stars on them. Like, this is what you come to watch when you're uh, watching the Dallas Cowboys game. And then there was a play in the end zone where he snags it, he gets the heel down, and then it looks like he gets the toe down before the heel touches. Mm-hmm. That brings up a whole nother scenario on what's a catch and what's not a catch. We're not going to go down that 88 in the Cowboys uniform. It's a catch. What's a catch situation? Never heard that before. Des Bryant's watching the game like, what the hell is going on? We still can't figure it <laughs> out. She does. But like CeeDee Lamb, I mean, it was a joy to watch him yesterday, jumping off the couch moments with some of the catches he had. I want to cover my bases and say I love the Cowboys run game. I love what's happening with the running backs. I love their approach and how they utilize it within their offense. Yeah. Giants, what you can't do is cough up two games to the Cowboys in a single season. I, I fear that the balloon may have popped over the last two weeks for the Giants. What I truly fear is that it's been a slow leak since that Monday night mm. loss, and we just haven't been realizing it's yeah. happening. Yeah. They've had good wins, but in this division, Giants, you can't do this. If I told you that one of these teams in the fourth quarter had an 11-play 
43-yard drive that took up almost six minutes of time. Mm -hmm. You'd think that was the team that was up by 15. It was not. That was done by the team that was down by 15, the Giants, <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And what happened? They turned it over on downs. What else happened within that 11-play drive? They ran the ball five times. I was cleaning. I was just scrubbing that turkey pan right around this time. It was like 7.30 at night. Oh. And I just was like, I kept looking up. They still have the ball? Yeah. They haven't scored yet? Why aren't they getting down the field? You clean the entire that? turkey pan in the same Every time, time I looked time. up, they still had the ball. And yeah. I was like, well, surely... Something is going to come of this at the end. No. Nope. Five minutes and 41 seconds. Turn the ball over on downs. Don't put points on the board. They give the ball back to the Cowboys with three minutes left, and then they just went to the run game because that's what the Cowboys are doing in a fantastic way possible. But Giants, you can't do that down the stretch. You can't yeah. do that when you're down 15. Come on. It's fun to watch Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. All the talk with him and Pollard back and forth. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel was on 90-something yeah. yards rushing, getting it done. It the bigger carry. So it was fun to watch. Those two guys back and forth, man. Just keep giving them both the ball. It was a great day. It was Great day for the Cowboys running back, Cowboys, and for wide receivers across the mm -hmm. lead. Diggs, Slam, Justin Jefferson. What about Tyreek Hill? What's he going to have in store for us on Sunday with the Dolphins? They're going to host seen the him in Texans? a while. They were in the bye week last week. He's going to bring his name back into the headlines. We're going to talk about that game anymore. Mad Minute is on the way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mad Minute Week 12 kicked off yesterday, and we've got a great slate of games yeah. coming up on Sunday, though. You can't stop. Don't be like Peter. Don't lose steam. Can't Keep lose up steam. for Sunday. Let's go. Let's break down some of the best matchups. You're going to have 60 seconds on the clock to tell us what you're most excited for in this game. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins playing host to the Texans. Excitement to tee up. Jay, what do you got? 
Tua's last three games. Three plus Texans. Tua. Oh yeah. Is someone really going to talk about the Texans? No, No, this is two teams on totally different ends of the spectrum. Tua coming off the bye week has had three straight games with over three passing touchdowns. Can he keep that going with his receivers and everything they have rolling right now? Stomp the Texans early in the game. They'll bow out. They're not a team. They're playing for the first pick of the draft. Yeah, they're starting a new quarterback this week, but I'm not going to get into that. The Dolphins won four in a row, and there's this sneaky thing still that they haven't lost the game with Tua starting and finishing and like are they the second best team in the AFC? Are they the best team in the AFC? I don't know if we learned that that lesson this week but let's just see them the good teams beat the bad teams. Mm-hmm. Win this game 33 to 10 show us something. Yeah if they win they're in first place in the division. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird couple weeks where it was like if the Jets win this game if the Bills yeah. win this game now it's like alright Dolphins win you're in first place and they'll be the two seed and they deserve our respect they played really good and I think Tua's going to have a day again against this bad Texans team. Mm. Kyle Allen reportedly named the starting yes, the guy. I'll just cover that just in case. I like Kyle Allen. needed to know. Exactly. Buccaneers head up to Cleveland to battle it out against the Browns. Feels like we haven't seen Tampa Bay in yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. Peter. Yeah, I'm curious to see what we get from Tampa Bay because they had these two great wins. They go into the bye after Munich, and it's like, all right, take a breath. If you remember, when the Bucs made their Super Bowl run a couple years ago, they lost to the Chiefs, but they played really well. And then they had a bye week, and then they came out of it, and they never lost again. They just mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. wild runs, mm-hmm. and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Does Brady have this team ready to go out of the bye week? Mm-hmm. Like, are they they about to go on this rapid tear because I look at the NFC. I don't know about you. Do the Eagles, Cowboys, or the Vikings look like they're unbeatable teams in the playoffs? Brady, he's pretty good. This could be the start of it. Yeah, I, I believe that. And the 49ers the only team, as you mentioned, that looks kind of scary right now. Great opportunity for yes. the Tampa Bay Bucks, And a lot of it, I think, is going to start on the ground with the run game. We saw Rashad White in Germany take off mm-hmm. over 100 yards. Can he bring that back stateside as they take on the Browns? Yeah, game? don't hit us with the rope-a-dope, though, and like yeah. all of a sudden look flat again. Because, they, look, they, they got to win the division to make the playoffs. The Falcons are right there. And the, the Falcons are those other teams that were like, I think you're a thing. Oh, you're not a thing. I think you're – are the Buccaneers a thing? Are we good now? Are you going to run away with this and finish strong and win the South? Because if you don't, you're not going to make the playoffs, and that would be really awkward. Promising production offensively for the Bucs. Mike Evans has caught a touchdown pass in the last six straight games. Pretty good. player. It's a rematch of last year's divisional round with the Bengals heading to Nashville to face off against the Titans. Peter, intrigue? I think this is the game of the day, honestly. Yeah. The, both the Bengals and the Titans have been playing good, strong football. They had a great playoff matchup last year where the Bengals upset the Titans in their building when they were the one seed. I look at Cincinnati. I think Jamar Chase is going to go for this. I think Jamar Chase might play. Obviously, he's off the crutches and he's been working and practicing this week, but Mixon might not. Like, the Bengals, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. If you can go into Tennessee and give them the business this week, like, we're talking about you the same mm. way we talk about the Chiefs and the other powers in the, in the conference. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this game and we know Derrick Henry, Tannehill, is going to be a Henry show, but I want to see Traylon Burks. Mm. We watched him the last time out there versus Green Bay. He's making catches against Jair. Alexander. We saw a little bit of swag from him. Big plays coming up. How is he able to follow that? Like Peter always says, the game after the game. After the game. As a rookie, you have the high point. Can you follow it up the next week? Here's the haters' take on the Bengals right now. They're 6-4. and four. They don't have a quality win, let alone a signature win. They've beaten the NFC South. They've beaten the Steelers. They beat the Dolphins in the game that Tua was knocked out of. This would be a really legitimate quality win, and that's a big one. Like this in their uh, tournament seeding, whatever it may yeah. be. Like, oh, you have that quality win against the Titans. They have a good record, but like they haven't beaten a bunch of bad dudes yet. This would be one of them. This feels like a battle of legitimacy between yeah, these two teams. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Justin Fields and the Bears come to the Big Apple to take on the Mike White-led Jets. Kyle, Jets or Bears to talk about in this one? Jets. <laughs> yeah. Jets quarterback, great theater. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for Mike White. I'm here for Salah. I'm also here for like shots of Wilson on the sideline and what is he doing and how is he contributing? What is his body language? I brought this up before. Guys, we have great 
greatly, greatly exaggerated our, our respect for Mike White's abilities. Like, we've seen a lot of Mike White. It's been some fun times and some terrible times. What if he is bad in this game? And what if they're down 16 to 3 at halftime and he's thrown two picks? Do you make a move? And would it be to put Wilson? I just don't know. Like, the, the I don't think he's great. dressing, right? Yeah. Right now, Zach's not Zach's dressing. not dressing, so they Flacco's, won't play him. Flacco's then it'd be too. Flacco. Yeah. Right. Wow. But that's more to your point. Like, I want to see what Wilson looks like on the sideline. Yeah, even right. better. Wants to have a positive attitude, but now you're in street clothes, has a hat on, a coat. So I want to see what this is like. And Mike White, like, this is your opportunity, a big <laughs> chance to step up. This Jets defense, though, they're going to have to be the ones to lead the charge with so much going on on the offense. I'm here for the New York City drama. What if they lose? Like, what if Justin Fields does play and comes out and runs all over their defense and the Jets have their one bad defensive game of the season? And then what do we yeah, do? But what if the drama is the Jets are incredible, too? Or the Jets come out and win. <laughs> either, way, either way, you leave right. satisfied. This is all about the Jets for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. So confusing. This match, I, that it's one fun. is very confusing. Uh, the 7 and 3 Ravens travel to Jacksonville to face off against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Jason? Ravens have won their last four games. Like, Quietly. we're talking about it. We haven't, like, gave them a lot of love, Lamar Jackson and the whole crew, but they're doing what they're supposed to do. And we talked just about the Bengals, and they haven't had a legitimate win. The Ravens are coming. They're a team of playoff push around this time. We want to continue to see what they're able to do versus a Jacksonville team who hasn't really done much this season after we talked about them for like the first two weeks of yeah, the season. That's Love every year. The Ravens. Yep. Silent, quiet. Yeah. Uh, and here's my, my sneaky take about the Ravens. I think that they're going to be the two seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I, they may fight for the one. Because just name the team that they're going to struggle against down the stretch. Jags, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers. I, I think we're looking Woo. at 13 and 14. Like, that is an incredible mm. record. They could be in the mix for the one, maybe. Watching the, the footage from last week's game against Carolina, and Lamar Jackson's in the tunnel, and he's shaking every single veteran's hand. He's shaking every single police officer's hand. He's looking them right in the eyes. And I feel like this guy is so dialed in right now, doing everything right, and we're forgetting this is a contract year. Has mm. anyone had a performance like this, wire to wire? like Lamar. I think the Jaguars are in for another Lamar Jackson big game, and I think mm. he might run all over them. Mm. It's like an embarrassment of riches for the Ravens. You could talk about Lamar Jackson, but their defense has been incredible, yeah. too. Time now for a segment we call Sunday Spotlight, where we focus on a key player-coach situation in this weekend's matchups, and I get to tee us off. Let me take you to a game that has ferocious NFC wildcard implications. A very specific graphic I asked for is the NFC playoff picture, but at the cutoff line. All right, you've got some pretty important teams here. This had a big implication on Thanksgiving, but I'm going here because these two teams play each other. Here's the cutoff line, and here's where we hang. This game being played in Washington, but most importantly, it's the two guys that lead the offenses for these teams. Marcus Mariota, Taylor Heineke, collectively make about $3 million between the two of them. Mm. But can you imagine the money on this game and the implications for future career earnings for them if they boost one of their teams into the playoffs? Taylor Heineke was recently named the starting quarterback for the Commanders. Everyone's healthy and he's the guy. He's got new Jordans in his closets because he's been racking up wins. He is calling this a dream of a lifetime as a child for him to be the quarterback. Marcus Mariota also has this Falcons team hanging around the Buccaneers in that division. These two... What are you going to do on Sunday? Make a name for yourself. Make a name for your team and push them into the playoffs. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm going to keep it right in the quarterback area. And you talked about two guys taking advantage of their opportunities. Heineke, now the starter. Mariota going in there after coming from the Raiders. 
How about Mike White? How about an opportunity? How about a spotlight being shown on you to go show what you can do? He said this week, you never know when your opportunities are going to come. The last time he was a starter, his first ever career start, threw for over 400 yards. I'm not holding him to that. But can he go out there and turn this Jets team and their offense around from their performance this past week? Mike White, have yourself a day. Take advantage of this opportunity. You've been preparing for it. It's not luck. Preparation meets opportunity. Take off, my friend. Get it done. Jason's in the Mike White hive. <laughs> there is a vibrant hive for Mike White. I always thought it was interesting this week. I saw that Aaron Rodgers said he was spending Thanksgiving with Mason Crosby. And I picture these two old 38-year-old gray beards just reflecting on what's been and what got away from us. And I thought maybe they might think about some of the headlines I saw this morning just now on my computer. The fall of Aaron Rodgers. Life after football. Consider starting Jordan Love. And that is eight months after he sat there to receive his second straight MVP award. I wonder also if at Thanksgiving they discussed the idea that people like Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins will be in the NFC playoffs and not Aaron Rodgers. All I have to say is this. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to turn it around. But when we look back at this year, I want us to say, yeah, it went bad. It went real bad. But remember that night in Philly when Rodgers still said once more into the breach, mother bleeper, I am the baddest (laughs) man on the planet, and I'm going to go down like Butch Cassidy in this thing. I'm going to give him hell. Aaron Rodgers, go have a night. It's not over yet. I love this. Wrap it up with another quarterback here. 25 years old, a former top three pick in the NFL draft, and he's getting his first start of the season. Sam Darnold, let's see what you got here. Carolina Panthers playing the Denver Broncos, and Sam Darnold's in the final year of a contract situation. If he goes out there the final few weeks of the season and shows that he not only is a competent quarterback, but is the guy that we thought he was going to be when he was a top three pick in New York, this guy can find himself maybe a QB1 next year, maybe a QB2, but something to go from. This is it. He's finally getting the start. Sam Darnold, you have nothing to lose. Just gave the people's elbow. I don't know why. It's okay. Sorry. The team USA is going to give the people's elbow. Just gave a people's elbow. I don't know why. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Cowboys get the win. Dak Prescott spoke about his team's performance and how they were able to turn it around in the second half. Let's see what you had to say, Dak. We got off of our own feet. We stopped stepping on our toes, making self-inflicted mistakes. Didn't turn the ball over. We were able to get in that rhythm, get back to what I, what I talked about in the past. Our standard and expectation and pretty much scoring on every drive, except the last what, the last one and then the nil. Possession going out there and kneeling, and uh, that's what we're capable of doing when we're heightening our focus, um, executing in between the whistle and just finishing. That is our standard, and that's what we're going to hold each other to, and when we're not doing that in the first half, it's tough, but we understand that this, this is the NFL, and it's tough. It's not going to always go our way and always be perfect, but we've got to be committed to each other, committed to our our game plan and just stay at it. Yeah, committed enough to follow up for Dallas, a big win over Minnesota, and then they had a great showing on Thanksgiving to move to eight and three. They are fifth in the NFC, with the rest of week 12 still to play. I don't care how much of an Ebenezer Scrooge you are, but it's after Thanksgiving. We've officially entered mm-hmm. the Christmas Carol season. Oh, yeah. And to me, no one speaks more to a Christmas Carol parallel than the one Dallas Cowboys. They have the ghosts of Christmas past or mm. the ghosts of seasons past, the ghosts of seasons present. And how can they change things to have a very friendly ghost of seasons future? So we know this 2022 Cowboys team feels different. They might look different, but are you believing that they are truly different? Are you referring to me as Scrooge? I, not you in particular, because, not you with the Christmas sweater, my friend. Because I am one Possibly. of joy and, and great light, and mm-hmm. yet uh, I felt like I'd never oh. seen a team at home have more false start penalties than the Cowboys. <laughs> I, Say, bah humbug. Uh, bah humbug. Uh, the, the, <laughs> slow down. Uh, the Cowboys beat a Giants team that had uh, seven guys on the roster that were there from the opening day not there on the trip. And I'm watching this game early on, fourth and one. Mike McCarthy, just punt the ball. Just punt the ball. Mike McCarthy trots out his offense, fourth and one. We're stuffed. And if the Giants Giants don't have a peculiar penalty about an offensive lineman called downfield when he was a yard off oh, the line of scrimmage. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, maybe this is a different story. I like that Dak uh, rallied around it. In the first hour, I was way in on Dak having a great bounce back second half. And to his point, they scored on every possession except the last one in the second half, and that's great. This Giants team is not the Niners. This Giants team is not the Eagles. This Giants team is one that was injured, hobbled, coming in and playing above their heads the whole season. They had 13 penalties at home yesterday. They had another curious fourth down decision right there. Look, I'm not doing flips over the fact that they just finally won on Thanksgiving. So they don't feel different to you? Title game? Just yet. Title game? Not necessarily. Not, not ready. Not ready. They're not in the ready. conversation. Cowboys Niners right now in the playoffs. Yeah, right? and I'm sure like Michael Irvin will come out and he'll tell us how great the Cowboys were, and that's what those Cowboys supporters will do. Yeah. I'm here to be a realist this morning. If you watch that game, they had 13 penalties and they had about 11 false starts at home uh, in their own stadium. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Remember last year they go in the playoff game, mm-hmm. mistakes at the end, mm-hmm. penalties, and weird decisions by Mike McCarthy. I didn't see anything that's erasing that right now. He heard us the pass. Bah, they got to win. The Cowboys. 
guys are figuring it out. You look at them defensively. Micah Parsons, early on in the season, we talked when they got ready to play Minnesota. Hey, the past two games, they've given up over 400 yards on the ground. Well, in four days, they shut down Dalvin Cook with the Minnesota Vikings. They shut down Saquon Barkley yesterday. 11 carries for 39 Ooh. yards. The Giants didn't score in the second half until the very end of the game, where it was like the only people that were still watching were people that bet on the game. Okay. The over under, I think it was 10 points. Like, okay, okay, stop it. Just squeak one out. I don't know anything about the betting. It was Thanksgiving. I had family over. But give these Cowboys some credit. Their defense figuring it out at the right time, guys making plays, and figuring out a way to stack these wins late in the game. Mm. Football starts on Thanksgiving. Am I being too critical? And after, yes, you're being screwed. No, you're a realist. I'm a realist. Of course he's, she's on the side. Yeah. The ghost of Christmas reality is what yeah. you are being, like Peter. Well, you know what words I was making nervous home. is when um, it's like a fresh take on a classic. Oh. Have you seen this trailer that, that you're talking about, the um, Christmas Carol? And now they're doing all Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And it's a fresh take on a classic. And I like those guys. But so isn't that, doesn't that feel like this? Yeah. Like they got a bunch of famous guys and like it looks fun in the trailer and Will Ferrell's falling down and doing all that. Ryan Reynolds just being so witty and like it feels a little bit like the Cowboys. And look, Elephant in the Room, if you think that's a fresh take on a classic, the director, the executive producer of this movie was on the program and we said, Mr. Jones, <laughs> Mr. Jones. you're such a Visionary. Can you envision Odell jumping into one of those kettles? And here's what he said. Let me see if I see the same vision. Yes. Oh, I see it. Yes. <laughs> you can see it. It's there. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, he did a flip. He did a flip catching the ball. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. I've got it. There he goes. See, like, his visions of sugar plums really? is Odell flipping into the kettle and right into the bank. I've seen Cowboys teams in the Dak era, 8-4, 8-1, 8-3. and, four, eight and three. It always has the same ending to the fresh take. So, look, they had a good win on Thanksgiving. I'm not trying to slap them around, but, like, am I ready to be like, it's over, Cowboys, <laughs> Super Bowl! I can't get there yet. No, no, not yet. Too much scar tissue. 1995. I've seen a lot of teams since then. That was the last title game. Mm -hmm. Coming up on Good Morning Football, did Robert Sala make the right move benching Zach Wilson? He reportedly isn't going to even dress this weekend, so we're going to find out soon enough because we're going to talk about that game in Mad Minute. How many false start penalties the Cowboys, Peter? Several. 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 At home. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.